<laughs> no, leave it in. Leave it in. <laughs> Hey everyone, welcome back to Industry Sunday with your host Jake Levan and Kennedy Novi. Welcome back. Today we are jumping into episode three. Episode three. Uh, we're going to start this one off on a little bit of a solemn note just because we feel like we need to address it since we're kind of the, we want to be the voice for industry members and something really big happened in Chicago this week so yeah. we want to talk about it. I'm going to let Jake take the lead. So, um, for those of you that are involved with the industry, um, whether whatever industry that is as far as service, um, you realize that the people that you work with, you do spend a majority of your time with and, and they become your family. Um, and when uh, a life is lost during that time, um, in this case more than one, it becomes um, a really tough thing to bear. Um, as far as just being a person, a co-worker, a friend, um, and just an individual uh, along that way. So just want to say uh, deepest condolences to um, the staff members that are um, dealing with this loss, um, as well as the families uh, associated with this. Um, and then um, just the shockwaves that, that that brings apart with the serving industry and, and um, the impact that it holds and, and really brings back into perspective Um how important uh, the people that you work with really are. Um, but with that being said, uh, there are a couple of things that I did want to mention. People that are supposed to be looking after you the most is going to be uh, a business. And um, in this case, the business did not uphold what they were supposed to do. I will not name the business um, or the people that it involved. You guys are welcome to go Google it if you want. It's public information. There's a lot of articles and um, posts out there about it to support the People affected by this, um, yeah. but yeah, we're not going to say it. So basically, um, to make it short, um, somebody lost their life uh, at a business, and instead of giving um, proper grievance to the people that were affected, the people were told to just continue on with business per usual, and it um, basically created a large walkout uh, that evening, uh, and I just wanted to go over a couple things. First of all, we support everyone that walked out. I would have probably done the same. Um, if one of your family members passes away, you get time to grieve. You get a day or two off. You get time off to go to the funeral. It's really ridiculous that someone who worked in their establishment tragically passed away. Actually, like both of the deaths were very tragic, um, but the second one was affected because of the first one. So it's just like, as a, as a business, you should make a decision like we can shut down for one day lose many lose money one day and let these staff members go home and be with their friends and family and it really speaks volumes it really does yeah and, and it allows you to not only um take care of the employees that you have it's also commemorating and honoring um the person that you used to have working for you at that business um and then helping helping those employees also process their grief um mm-hmm. and then also showing um, the family of the deceased loved one that they were, respect. yeah, either re- respect and that they were a really valued member of your team. Um, but I mean, whatever, how do you put that together? There's dozens of options that do exist. Um, how you take on that event is is kind of your own way, just as long as that's something that happens. Just wanted to throw that out there. Uh, we will leave it at that. 
Um, We're going to be posting some mental health resources on our uh, Instagram. We're going to try to put it on um, Spotify, Apple Music, wherever we put the podcast as well. Um, just to kind of give something to any industry members that were affected by this or struggle with any like substance abuse or anything like that they want to kind of get some help for. Um, we're going to try to help out. So Yeah, something that's not exactly acknowledged the most in this industry. Um, you may always have to put on uh, a happy, smiling face to take care of people, um, and that's not always the case. But it's not the there, best for your mental health, too. There are options um, yeah. if you are feeling that way, and we just want to let you know that. Moving on, segueing into how do um, we move on from that? I mean, yeah, I know. <laughs> it, it just, it's just something that I mean, it's it, it needs to be said, and it needs to be something that um, doesn't. You know, you can't hide something like that. It needs to be. Yeah, it's a part of the community, and it's a part of people's lives, and it affects people. And sometimes it needs to be po- talked about because, uh, in this case, it was not handled the correct way, and we don't we don't want to see things like that handled um, incorrectly in the future as well. Yeah. All right. Well, I think what we wanted to discuss today, kind of branching off of that into a much different topic, but not as crazy as last episode. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm sorry. Um, I have to chill out. <laughs> uh, we wanted to kind of discuss what we think about gimmicky restaurants, touristy restaurants, um, just like some examples in Chicago and like kind of like nationwide, worldwide examples of them as well. Um, if you guys have any ideas of things you want us to talk about, like restaurant wise or like yeah, things that happen them, in restaurant wise throw them at us please please let us know because we're just coming up with things on our own we'd love to have some input from you guys um but i think to start off the bat we could start with maybe some chicago ones the biggest one that i i know i was affected by and a lot of other people were affected by is um the loss of the rainforest cafe in river north okay um, i have my own personal story about the rainforest cafe oh go ahead and it's after it's closed because I've never been there. I didn't want to smell <laughs> like black mold. I don't know. I don't know if I can make that assumption. But it, it would the only one I really wanted to go to is the one uh, in Orlando outside of Animal Kingdom. I've always wanted to go into that one. I, I feel like that one's fucking awesome. I can feel the moisture on my skin, like the humidity <laughs> in like that place. You're thinking of a place that's full, filled with water in Orlando, like Central Florida. Oh yeah. I mean, but I bet the the people that work at Disney are generally pretty happy people. I mean. I mean, there's some horror stories about working at Disney. We should interview someone that works at Disney. A college program member, maybe. I, I See, the Disney thing, you're really not letting go. It's starting to concern me. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> it's been a couple episodes now of you talking about Disney. It's a service industry. Those cast members, they are service members. But um, you and I actually, Jake and I had kind of like an adventure today. Um, but we drove by, we'll talk about that later, but we drove by the Rainforest Cafe today and I was saying, we were talking about if there might be rats in there or anything. There's hundreds. I'm just telling you now, I walked past it at like two in the morning. I was a little bit wasted. I think, I think we were walking to an, I don't, some fucking, probably a a. 5am bar at that point. This was, might have been. I don't know if I was with you though. I would have remembered this. Um, hundreds of rats. I I was like Ratatouille was moving in to start their own restaurant. Okay, who's a Disney bringer up or now? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Wait, how do you know there was that many? Could you see them or hear them? Yeah, they were. They ran over my feet. It was they were everywhere. It was like they were hired by Rainforest Cafe. To no, be there. I swear to God. I was mortified. I, a character meet with the hundreds of rats. That's where I'll, I haven't seen very many rats in Chicago lately. Yeah, Maybe looked, they're all there. It looked like they were doing an audition. Like, <laughs> like, 
like there's hundreds of them lined up. They all look the same. <laughs> I couldn't tell the difference. Uh, it was I mean, it was more sorry than anything because there were so many. It made enough noise like, when it was rustling that I thought it was yeah. like a person behind, like in a bush. Well, one thing I've wondered is they removed the giant frog that was on top of it. They did. did they, they did. I think, yeah. And then there's a, there's like a meme account that posts like the frog in like funny places. Like the frog visits Wrigley and like the frog's in Wrigleyville. Like, Oh my God. I don't think it actually, it, I think they're just photoshopping it, but it's really funny. Do, but one thing oh, I wondered and we discussed in the car is do you think that they removed the inside decorations is like the same as removing the frog on the top? Is it like condemned? Or, or like yeah, is or is, still it, a mold is there point? still a waterfall and like trees? Is there a gorilla head in there still? Like who did knows? Did they own the property or did they lease it? I don't know. I have to look into that. I don't know. If they had to remove the outside stuff, I imagine they had to take out the ins- inside you f- There has been a lot of controversy uh, about the Rainforest Cafe closing and if putting a dispensary was the best idea to... to Really, they make the most of that really large space. Yeah, I think no. I think they should have put like a club, like Omnia nightclub, like a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? In like it, Rainforest Cafe. Well, there wasn't the rumor that there's going to be like a dispensary restaurant, like a weed. They're doing restaurant? a restaurant too. I didn't. I didn't know. I that. think because it's so big, they're going to do like a dispensary plus a restaurant where you can get like weed infused pasta and things like that. Yeah, it's like right across the street from the Italy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't you know, bring like, in your own noodles. <laughs> the Rainforest Cafe. I mean, that's something we'll just have to see how that transpires and what that becomes. But I, I honestly, I think with how many dispensaries that we already have in Chicago, I think another more interesting service industry aspect, like restaurant, nightclub, like high end, like a like a big bar type setting or like multiple bars. Um, I think the space could have been something better, but if you have the money to to put a dispensary in the Rainforest Cafe, I mean, fucking go, go for it. Yeah, can we come to the friends and family? Next thing, I don't, I don't know. Rainforest Cafe is boring me, so I want to move on. <laughs> okay, the one that I want to actually take you to, and maybe we could do a video of us there or something, is Ed DeBevix in Chicago. If you up. have ever been to Chicago, or you're from Chicago, you know what I'm talking about. Jake's never heard of it, so he's going to Google it right now. But it's literally um, a diner, but the servers make fun of you. like they And they're mean. It's kind of like a Dick's Last Resort. In our hearts and prayers, Dick's Last Resort, we miss you. Um, I'm looking at but, the website right now. It says, no, we don't have parking. Yes, it's going to get loud. And then, then it's like, no, we don't have parking again. The video has I the servers it. dancing on the tables. Do they do that? It looks like they kind of do whatever the fuck they want. That's hilarious. Why don't I work here? Why didn't I work there. here? Like, why? N- nobody told me this was a thing. I would have. And you get to dress up in like fifties. I kind of just want to know like how much these servers make. Like, is it a good job, or are you getting care. like all the touristy assholes? Like, how is it? Yeah, probably. I mean, honestly, I'm like, I think it'd be fun. I'm, yeah, I'd go. I think I, we should go. And, I went there in eighth grade. When I was in eighth grade, I, I'm. I was living in Iowa at the time, but my um, eighth grade choir, I know the eighth grade choir, we got a trip to Chicago at the end of every, every year. So obviously you only go once because you're only in eighth grade once if you're lucky. Um, But we went to that diner one of the nights and I remember I was just like, what on earth? Like they, they were so mean. I just don't understand, but I love it. I'm kind of jealous because I feel like they get to say what a lot of servers would like to say, but can't. Yeah. Well, I have I have said what I wanted to say it a couple of times to people. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I got in trouble. Um, the next thing I 
is Dick Sport is Dick Sporting Goods is Dick's restaurant kind of the same idea as this place, but like not fifty themed. I've never been to a Dick's either. Yeah, I think Dick's is kind of the same premise. That's one that I really wanted to talk about today because I miss Dick's Last Resort so much. I didn't know the one in Marina City closed. Yeah, it's been closed for a long time. But actually, if you the few times I've been on like a boat in the Chicago River and I've looked up at it, you can see some of the stuff is still in there. Like they did not clear that restaurant out. It's like full of stuff still. I would give anything to go and like go inside there. Was this a COVID closure? Like did yes. they close because of yeah, COVID? It was. I'm surprised they haven't come back yet. I feel like Dick's Last Resort has. A lot of they have locations. A lot of money. Well, the thing I've is, been to the like, one at America. I never really see it anywhere but from the river. I never see it on the street. It's because like, it's in Marina City, so you have to like know it's there. Uh, yeah, that's probably oh what it God. is. I mean, unless they had like a side entrance or something, I feel like that's the only way you'd be able. Well, and no hate to Dick's Resort, but the food isn't very good, so oh, they okay. couldn't really do takeout when you couldn't have people seated, and they didn't have a patio. They had like one little tiny patio, but it. That's what I was saying. They're on the river, but it was yeah. all. It's just like glass up to the river. Like they could have opened up the space a little bit, mm-hmm. but Marina City is a whole other thing. The one that yeah. I think is cool, as far as like gimmicky, kind of like touristy type restaurants, is I always see this on TikTok. It's the singing restaurant, like in New York. What is it, Stardust? Yes. And though I'm, first of all, the fact that they got all these servers that like look like they actually enjoy their job. <laughs> Is miraculous, and then on top of it, they I, they're some of the best singers I have heard, like ever. ever well, the unique thing about New York, Chicago is a big city, and it's but it has a lot more other industries besides. Like we're not really known for like music and acting and stuff. We're known for comedy. We have like the Second City and things like yeah. that, um, but we don't have like that draw for musicians or singers. So they all are in New York. They're all aspiring Broadway actors. So that I think that's how Stardust came to be. I would love to like look more into the history of Stardust, um, but I assume that that's why they're such good singers because they're all like like there's a lot of people that are that would be great on Broadway. They just don't get the opportunity because there's not a lot of opportunities in Broadway. So yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't, like how do you even get started in Broadway? Like you just have to like audition. I think they have to have agents. I'm pretty sure in auditions. Well, that's yeah. very, you need to know somebody. I'm sure like any other industry. It's too complicated. Uh, you have listed here a Mama Mia restaurant. Yes. Oh my gosh. So I is Mama Mia Disney. It is not. No, <laughs> I love Meryl Streep, so that's why I got into it. Seemed like, it but um, I've been a Mama Mia fan since like as long as I can remember. Like I love those movies, and I went to Greece in August, which we'll talk about a little bit later too, because I kind of want to interview someone that's worked in that scene as well. Um, but. There is a Mamma Mia restaurant in London that looks like the set of the movie with like the fountain and the cobblestone and the like all the, the blues and the whites. But you sit in there and it's literally like an entire like dinner show. It's like all the ABBA songs from Mamma Mia. And you like get to wave your napkin and you get to like have a bunch of really good food and it just looks like a really good time. What is the pricing on something like that? Like if it's dinner and a show there? I don't know. I would assume like at least over a hundred because we have a couple... Um, like didn't, Cirque du Soleil, like cabaret and stuff. It? No, it's in London. I've never been to London. Oh, okay, yeah. never mind. That was a joke. No, I've been to restaurants in Mykonos, and that was amazing. Yeah, you have something about a cabaret dinner. Yes. Okay. Are so they get like like boobies hanging out. Well, when I was in Mykonos, I mostly visited restaurants that um, some a chef that I know owns over there to like see his other food and things like that, and that was amazing. The servers there, they look like angels floating around. They wear like 
really cool dresses. They have like designer boutiques that are connected to the restaurant. So you can buy what the servers are wearing. So the servers are like models. It was amazing. But the cabaret I went to was um, like Rio Brazil themed. So it was like really fun and upbeat and like colorful. And you get to eat dinner and watch a cabaret. And if anyone has listening to this has been to the box in New York City, it's also one of my favorite places in the entire country. Don't they do some crazy crazy? Shit? So they have like regular cabaret, like or like magic tricks and stuff, like earlier in the night. But after yeah, like but one did, or wasn't two, somebody, like peeing out. Of- yeah. Well, I'm, I don't know if I want to get into the specifics of that. It's so gross. Did you? Was, and this is it's you like can turns have into like kind like, of a you, sex show. They have servers like you can have. No, a it's only at bottle service place. at night. Oh, okay. Yeah, the one the the box in New York like at the. At like one or two, it turns into more of like a, not a sex show because no one's having sex, but it, it's just like, it's art. Like these are dancers and acrobats. Body appreciation. And they, yeah, they like hang from, like they hang from um, like loops in their, loops in their nipples. Lube. I was like, no, <laughs> these motherfuckers are lubed up on no, stage. No, but they're like, like little body, snails. They're like body actors where they can like put a, a chain in their nipple and hang from the ceiling and swing. Like crazy things like that. And like there's, like a lot of prosthetics and stuff. So it looks like, you know, they're like flashing you, but they aren't, That's but crazy. it was a lot of fun. Yeah. But it's, it kind of reminded me of that, but it wasn't as, as vulgar as that. Like there was some like, like sexy little, little shows, tasteful. but it was more dancing and more like a, ma- a magic mic thing, I would say, but it was a huge production. They had like a bunch of like props that came out on wheels. There was fire and fireworks and like, it was insane. It was like two hours long too. And we got to go for free because we like, the people I was with knew somebody. So we were just in the back and you could see like the kind of people that were there. It was just like all very unique crowd. Like it was so much fun. I like that. I think that would be fun. I would be, I mean, that was something I think you should have to experience at least one time. Yeah, definitely. Look for those experiences wherever you go. There's a place in Chicago called. But the thing is, is like most of these places you don't really, you can't, you don't get to know about them unless it's like word of mouth. Like they you don't advertise me these things. No, it's because they're more exclusive and they're more expensive. And it's just like, they don't want to have just anybody going in there. Um, My boyfriend was Jake's me. phone went off. Um, no, there's another, well, one joke I heard is like, they should make the box in Chicago, but call it the cube. <laughs> I think it's funny. <laughs> Stop. And in LA, they call it the pyramid. It's just the same thing. But it's actually the hardest club to get into in the entire city. It's so cool because everyone wants to go. Because it it's actually, the hardest in the city to get into. Well, yeah, because you get like you can get bottle service at any club, and it's like okay, cool. We're all standing in a circle, staring at each other. We're sitting in a on a couch. But this place is like it's a whole like a whole thing. Uh, yeah, honestly, they I need would to be hundred percent down for it. Yeah, when you show up, there's people like crowded outside and like there's not even a sign. It just looks like a random warehouse. It's really cool. But there's a place in Chicago called Tommy Guns that I really want to try. What is this? I've never heard of this either. I have to Google it. I went to it in eighth grade. I think it still exists. Because <laughs> I asked my parents to you go. You went to some had, places when you were in. Yeah, we went to all the shows. Tommy but Guns Garage? They, they like cosplay as like 1920s prohibition. It's permanently closed. Oh, it's closed? Yeah. That sucks. Restaurant Cabaret presents a roaring 20s themed musical comedy. Yeah. It was so fun. They like you, you'd have, everyone had milkshakes because we were in eighth grade. We had milkshakes. And they, they would come in and be like, hide the hooch. The cops are here. And they'd put off like the cop lights and you'd have to like get under the table. It was so much fun. I want to see why they closed. I wonder if it was probably under- COVID. I know. It was horrible. A lot of really good restaurants closed yeah. because of that. But I think they reopened after COVID because I looked at getting tickets after COVID. I'm not seeing that. 
think there's another clothes. place called the Roar that has it's a 1920s cosplay situation as well. But you go in and it's like a secret entrance and like this like gangster like brings you down to the I love lounge. a secret entrance. A yeah, secret entrance fun. I think is so much fun. And then you walk through the back. It's like a tunnel and like there's different actors in each area of the tunnel with like a different 1920s drink. So you're doing a shot of old fashioned, then you're doing a shot of like bathtub gin and tonic or whatever. Like an Epcot. You walk out of there a little dizzy. Like around the world. Yeah, kind of like that. See, now you keep bringing up Disney. All right. Wh- <laughs> You've caught it. I'm working. Takes a Disney uh, adult now. Please don't. Please don't ever fucking slander my name like this. <laughs> <laughs> um, Margaritaville? Yes. You got to fill me in on this. So I'm going to Key West in two weeks. And when my sister lives in San Antonio. And when we were there, my mom loves a gimmicky restaurant. She's obsessed. Like everywhere we go, if she knows, if she sees Margaritaville or um, Hard Rock Cafe or like, what's the one that's from, oh, Coyote Ugly, like any of those, we, we go. Like we are in there. I was just so, in Austin, Texas, and I drove past the Coyote Ugly. Is there that's only the original one? one. Is that no, the original one? I think there's three in Texas. There's one in every major city in Texas. Yeah, I think Austin may, maybe Austin is the, is first the original one. one. Yeah, we were driving by. There's one in San... But the people that work there are like not like what you see in the movie, according to my I mom. Never, I've never seen the movie. You should watch this. What? Watch the movie. All right. So every time I've bartended, like if it's only girls on the staff, like it's very rare to have only females bartending one night and like no guys at all behind the bar. We'd always be like, "Oh, Coyote Ugly! Like, is this our time?" And managers are like, "No." <laughs> well, I don't understand why is why what's why what's the significance of the name Coyote? Ugly? I don't know. I think they explain it in the movie, but like, it's basically a bar a where the girls. No, it's like a bar where the girls get on the get on the bar and like spray like soda guns on everyone and on themselves, and it's like a lot of fun. That sounds horrible. That They're sounds pouring disgusting. shots in your mouth. Yeah. Well. Think of it like now. An underage bar that I went to in college when I had a fake ID. Yeah, <laughs> they just let anybody in. So this kind of leads me into my next point of what I want to talk about is all these gimmicky restaurants and touristy restaurants, and they're kind of eye catching or like Instagram worthy. And some of the the price points on these are absolutely astronomical. They are ridiculous, and I want to I want to know like what. Like, what would you justify as being like a price that's like unreasonable? Um, and what do like, like what, at what price points, like what kind of level of entertainment are you expecting um, from, from these restaurants? Like these little gimmicky, like touristy, like cabarets or like the box or like Mamma Mia style restaurants or Rainforest Cafe or yeah, you have servers singing to you or I wanna being say- assholes. So like the box is a club also. I think that their minimums are like eight thousand. Eight thousand dollars for a table. Is, yeah, but I think that was like the front table. But and you don't even get a drink the drink the entire time. Like they take it away from you during the show and they bring it back in the intermissions. So you have to like drink while you're like during the intermission. Wait, so you're paying eight thousand dollars for one of the front tables to sit down and watch the show and have bottle service, but the bottle service is not on your own time. It's because the actors stand on the table, so they walk across. Oh, yeah. Okay. No, it was 100% that. worth it. I would do it again, easily. You're going to spend $8,000? Uh, you, you're saying it's worth no. it because you got invited for free. Yeah. That's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> for $8,000, I'll tell you what. No, but I think it like other, like if we're talking about like more touristy, those aren't like so much, now, there's no I, show involved, but like you can expect like, 
a sixteen to twenty dollar entree. Now, if I ask you, I want to ask like, that question to you again. You said it was worth it. Was it if I was paying for it? If you were paying for it, was if it worth I had it? eight thousand to spare, I would definitely do it. You would go, yeah, one hundred percent. It was that, that much bracket. fun. It was so good. I would recommend to everyone that goes to New York to go. Okay, and fair. you can go, and you don't have to get a table either. You can stand in the back, but it's just not as fun. Okay, fair. Yeah. So if you're rich and you're in a different tax bracket, and go. <laughs> you live off stocks and bonds and you don't yeah. have a job anymore. You're retired and whatever. whatever. I mean, I, or if you just want to be in debt, I guess, yeah, you could do that too. A hundred percent. Yeah. And I think that, I think that like there's a reason they've been around for so long. People obviously love it. And like the name is what sells it too. Like the name, the decorations, like, like it transports people. Like, especially if you're, you don't vacation that often. Like that's where you want to go. You don't want to go to like some obscure Italian place in, Houston, Texas, or I don't know we're talking about Texas so much, but you know, if you're like, if you're on a trip, you want to go and see like the biggest things that pop up when you Google it. So those things also pay for like higher Google. Another question. As well. The gimmicky things like, like Barton G, like Barton G's. I don't know if you ever heard of it. It's just yeah. huge cocktails at the delivered table with like dry ice. And it's literally just for a video or for an Instagram post. Do you think, Yes, like this brings in business and like and and um, customers. And do you think that the people that they bring in though? Because I feel like a majority of these people that come in get their little Instagram shoot or whatever their photo, and they don't spend nearly as much money as somebody that just wants to be there to be there. Do yeah. you think there's like a point where like too much of those advertisements actually takes away from the business itself and really changes its its, its image? I think it could. It yeah. really definitely could. I mean, because then people are going to associate you with that for sure. But like, that's what keeps people coming in also. Like if you didn't have that, like you could go to some mom and pop place and get much better food and drinks for a different price, but you wouldn't have like Something that to draw. show for. You don't have something yeah. to show for. And I think it's half fans. social media, half like wanting to show people like something cool. And it's also just like, the environment. Yeah. It's like it's also fun like if if you put your phone away, like I think it's also like valuable for that cuz it's like you're not going to pay 30 bucks for a big Moscow mule, but you will pay 30 bucks if it has dry ice and an octopus looking at you, you know? Oh yeah, I have well, I would pay 80 I have, bucks. For that. I have done that, but exactly. the, it had run, it had 151 in it. Like it oh, was, the shots, I yeah, know what you're talking about. They were about. good the octo octo shot. Uh, yeah, octo octo not octo shot. They were good. Um 151. Couldn't really see later that evening, but they were yeah, good shots. Tough. I don't think it was that expensive. I think it was like 10 bucks a no, shot. A, it's 15 a, bucks really, a shot. Yeah, really cool place. Um, three dots and a dash. Yeah, that's the where the octopus shots are. It's beautiful. It's a really cool the restaurant. The food is actually really good too. Food's fantastic. Those those bartenders so good. kill it there. They make, they put the, what, I, what I found out talking to them there is to get into those bartending positions, I've heard some of them, it took like three years of them working there. What? But they, 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 it's, I mean, they're career bartenders. Like they make ridiculous amounts of money. Wow. But like they like had to be like barbacks or like food runners. And like then you eventually, if you want to get into like a serving position, and then finally, like after like you've done your due diligence, like two years down the road, you finally get to bartend. Like you have to prove yourself worthy, which I find like, Depending on the bar and like how much money they rake in and how busy they are, that's kind of a common thing. Yeah. 
that used to be I I feel like recently it's kind of gone away because ever since COVID like the industry is like depleted so much in staff. Yeah. Because people have like there's like their side hustle is blown up or they've like gotten their dream job or something like that or they just like they moved out of the city like a lot of things happened but so I feel like like lately it hasn't been that hard to get a job or move up in a job. Yeah. When it comes to like serving to bartending or whatever that means. Just because of the lack of staff. But yeah, I remember the days when it's like a big deal if someone gets promoted to bartender. It was huge back in the day, yeah. yeah. I guess, yeah, you're right with that kind of transition. Um, like, what, 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 I just want to know, like, what would you find reasonable for, because I see some of these prices for places that people want to go that are Instagram worthy. And the per person average is usually over like like $150 a person if you spend yeah. accordingly. I don't know. I feel like if, I, if I'm going out to dinner or going, and I know like we're going to a place that's like that, or like if we're going to be out the rest of the night or something like that, like I don't even think about it. Really. You just pay it and then the next day you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah, and then I just won't go to another one of those places for like another couple of weeks. You try to month. like you you try to buy your hangover McDonald's and your card gets declined. <laughs> <laughs> you can't even buy two fucking McDoubles. Like, no, you're eating like almonds. <laughs> like you're eating like the little like dust bunnies in the Ew, under the couch. <laughs> yeah. Ew. No, we would never soup to that. Uh, so going from there, yeah, I, does gimmicky like it's just. It's nice if you've never been, but like most of the times you go to these places and you never really go back unless what I'm finding out, you're not going back because you want to go back. You're usually going back to show somebody else who hasn't been. And I think that's the way that they stay, like they keep such a high volume with business. Yeah. Is because they'll go and they'll be like, oh, this was such a cool thing. And that's it for them. But the story doesn't end there because they're like, now they have the opportunity to be like, oh, I know somebody that would love like the showy, like glamorous, gimmicky, like touristy type aspect, like Instagram pictures and like, something to brag about and display. Yeah. So then they bring them and then that's kind of how that trend continues rather than like they're not so big on developing like regulars. Yeah, definitely not. I mean, I feel like it's also the, lo- the location. Like if you go into other areas of Chicago, like Logan Square, Andersonville, um, even like South Loop or like below South Loop. You're gonna find more of like more of places who don't really care about getting like that first string of people in. Like they more wanna maintain people. Hundred percent. Easily. But I feel like that's like a widely known thing. Like you're not gonna be a regular at fucking Margaritaville. I mean, yeah, maybe. I feel like they probably <laughs> they might get some regulars. Have some regulars. <laughs> but yeah, no. And also it's like the thing is, is like I've gone there, I've gone to a, f- a few of those gimmicky restaurants in Chicago multiple times because I like the staff or I know someone like, but as a regular patron, like I probably wouldn't like be in there as often. Uh, no, I couldn't deal with all that. I probably suffocate from the dry ice. Yeah. I don't know if that's good to inhale all the time. I don't think so. I'd be the one like, you know what I actually found out is a lot of places put dry ice like at the bottom of a glass. Um. And like, you know, let it smoke out, but it's mm-hmm. actually a really big a health safety hazard. hazard. The, they say so, that on the, do you know the, remember last week we did the question at the end and I asked about like the drink making show? 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like so, there's you, one you on can, Netflix. Like, it can and, like freeze to the back of yes. your throat. So there's and, like, a show on Netflix. It's a drink making competition, and one guy got eliminated because he put dry ice in the drink. And the the judges, one of them was like an expert with dry ice, and he's like that. Like that's not safe for us to even drink. We can't even drink it. We, we can't t- try your I, drink. I have been to restaurants and I have they seen. Do it. There's that pellets. Happen. They make like pellets. But I yeah they yeah the pellets I've seen like they put but like you still can't drink it until it like stops bubbling. I'm pretty sure like. Really? Because it can freeze to the. I mean, you could. I don't know. Dry ice is you. not something to play around with. No, but yeah, no, it's a big, big safety hazard. That's, That's why norm, normally they're in like a container next to it or yeah, underneath this it. This is what I see. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but yeah, those, that's my thing on dry ice. Don't, yeah. I, I don't know. I'm not, a, I don't, I think it's a little ridiculous. Like, oh, smoke. <laughs> wow. wow. <laughs> I guess we could talk about what we did today. Today, um, there's this new ramen place downtown Chicago that I've been telling Jake about. It has booths that go up the side of the wall. I think we might have talked about it one of the episodes, but we really wanted to go try it. And so we we went at like 5 p.m. or like 5.30. It was early because we wanted to film the episode like at a decent time. And we get there and there's a huge like crowd of people in the front like at 5. 5. It was so early. Like we thought we were going to be fine because like no one eats it that early anymore. And we thought all these people were in line to check in. And or they were like, no, like they were like, we've been here for an hour. And I'm yes. like, what? You guys got here at 4 o'clock. For yes. a dinner reservation, you've been waiting an hour. Everyone was like, the out the wait is like an hour and a half. We we're like, okay, no, we'll go to another ramen place. We go to Logan, or no, we went to like Wicker Park for another ramen place that's really good. And we walk in and they were like, the wait's an hour and a half. We we're like, what is going on? It was like six at this point. We're like, why is every ramen place in Chicago fully packed? It took us three tries. The third try, we finally found one. Couldn't find parking. God, no, don't but, do it. I'm telling you, fuck, fuck it. I don't even want a car in this city anymore. I mean, but if we didn't have the car, what would we? What would we have done? I would have spent like two hundred dollars on Ubers trying to fucking find ramen. Yeah, we really wanted ramen. It was like necessary. It was cold. You like a little soupy? Mm-hmm. A little slurp noodle soup. Yep. So that was <laughs> that was kind of the day today. Um, yeah. What is this story about Fireball? Yeah. It's so I a barn dance. What is it with this? Yeah. This doesn't seem very industry related. It is. <laughs> Speak or forever now. Hold your peace. <laughs> okay, so I feel like last episode, Jake like spilled so much, and I was just kind of his sidekick. Oh, she wants to open up. It's now. a little bit of a spill, yeah. So I I remembered a story of when I was a bad patron, and I think I like trauma blocked it, so that's why it hasn't it's come that, out yet. It's that bad. Uh, yeah, I mean, for me, I don't know if you'll think it's that bad, but. When I was in college, the bar I worked at, Airliner, we had a barn dance every year. I don't remember whose idea it was, but it was so fun. We rented out this like giant country bar, like kind of out of town, so no one else was there. It was like a private party. And one year, we invited three other bars to be a part of it because I don't remember why, but we just thought it'd be really fun. Um, and it was a snowstorm that night too. So like everyone's party buses to go there got canceled. But you know, when you're in college, you're like, snow can't stop me. I will, I will go no matter what. So one of the buses still made it. And then everyone else had to Uber or like get rides from like the freshman pledge people that have to give you rides everywhere or something like that. Um, anyways, most of us got to make it there. And there were two bars. One was on the first floor. One was on the second floor. And I remember I was with my date and we went up to the second floor um, and took a shot of Fireball. And then we were like, ooh, okay, yeah, like, let's get this night started, whatever. And then we go down to the second bar and 
the date that I was with was like talking to someone and then I went to the bar and this one of my friends that was standing at the bar was like, hey, like, do you want to shout out tequila? I just bought one for you. I'm like, I literally just took a fireball shot like 30 seconds ago. She's but mixing. I didn't want to admit it. And I, you know, you're young. You think you can do it. You're like, I don't want to be a pussy. Like I can do it. So I took the shot you of tequila. And I just regret it more now than I did then. Yeah. No, but I took the, took the shot of tequila and it just like hit wrong. Like, you know, when like. Did you throw up? Let me tell my story. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> so and the the girl that was with me was like, are you okay? And I'm just like trying to like breathe. I had the mouth sweats. You know, you can feel it coming. I was like, what am I going to do? <laughs> Not, did you like an upper lip sweat? Yeah, it was you so could, bad. Like, you just like take your tongue out and like lick it off. No, stop. Okay, anyways, <laughs> the bartender was standing right in front of me too. Like I think she saw the look in my face too. And I tried to get up and go to the bathroom, but it all of a sudden it just came out all at once. I threw up in a cup that I was holding and then I put the cup on the bar and then I threw up more into like onto the ground in front of me. And all over my hand, I remember I had a scrunchie on that I loved. I had to throw it away because it was covered in puke. But it was so embarrassing. But the only two people that saw it were the bartender and the girl that was standing next to me. No one else saw. And then I remember I was sitting there and I was like trying to figure out how fast I could get to the bathroom to like clean myself up. And the bartender was looking at the cup and looking at me. And I was like, I am so sorry. I'm a bartender too. She, did she see you puke or just look She at the watched cup? everything. Oh, she watched she, did it all. She, she didn't say anything? She was speechless. She just didn't, she just stared at me. Not the cup puke. The cup puke. She's like, I'm going to use this for my next shot. No, she, <laughs> she picked it up and threw it away immediately. Like she wasn't really like squeamish about that, but. I would, no, I can't do that. Yeah, but I'm standing there and she, she was looking bar. at me. Mm-mm. You keep getting me off guard, like or off topic. Listen. I'm listening. Okay. So she's staring at me. I'm staring back at her and I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm a bartender. Like I did not, I I don't know what happened, whatever. She's like, no, it's not a big deal. Like at least you didn't puke on the bar. Like you kept it away from the bar. So that's good. Except for my little puke cup, but whatever. Um, And yeah, I guess that's my story. I went to the bathroom. I came back. No one had cleaned it up off the floor yet. I'm like, am I supposed to do this? Like, what? Yeah, hundred percent. Get out the biohazard <laughs> sand and fucking clean up your damn mess. I know. Did you go home after this? I did not. Okay, so I'm feeling like there's a part two to this story that we're not hearing. No, anymore. actually, that kind of like sobered me up. So I was really good. I was good to go the rest of the night. So I know, but it was so horribly gonna, embarrassing. So next episode, tequila and fireball together. I'm going to mix it into one shot, not two shots. Well, no, a bar mat shot. <laughs> Sorry. Gosh. Um, I guess I think the next thing we could talk about is maybe some like more personal memories of like little hole in the wall bars. Could you think of any when I brought this up? Hole in the wall bars. Like small, t- I'm talking a small town, middle of nowhere, like there's only like four bars. A, it doesn't have to be in the middle of nowhere. There's one in Chicago in the West Loop. It's called Richards. And you walk in, they still smoke cigarettes. Have you ever been? Paying cash. Yeah, I went once. Yeah, you pay cash only. The bartender. It's kind of scary in there. You, you think everyone's like a criminal. <laughs> I mean, I, that has not been like unverified or verified. So I would, I'm just saying like, if you have not had the chance to go to Richard, I, well, I don't, Richard's is kind of like its own spot and then. You'll experience if you ever want to go, you can experience it. But I mean, the next day, if you are wearing a coat or any of your clothes, make sure to wash them because they will smell like cigarettes. Your hair, my hair smells like your cigarettes nails whenever are I like go just there. Yellow. <laughs> no, but it's. I think I love it. I love Richards, but it's cash only. Uh, they have like an old jukebox. I think that you have yeah. to play like 
I'm otherwise, pretty, I think otherwise I there's that. no music. You can buy cigarettes from the bar. Oh yeah, they have them in the back. Like it's like before the cigarette band. Like 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 probably like the early nineties. They, gra- they were grandfathered in, so they can do whatever they want. Yeah, they they do do whatever they want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I I thought of this because um, I was recently back in my where my parents grew up, a small town in Iowa. And there's only two bars there. And one's like a little Irish pub that's like new, so it's not super popular yet. And the other one is the bowling alley. That thing has not been updated in like at least 20 years. Like everything is, all the equipment's so old. You have to p- like put in Where is on this? buttons, small town Iowa. Mm. Yeah, like middle of nowhere. I think there's like 5,000 people that live there. But we were all back for like a family reunion for a funeral. And one of the nights we were there, it just seemed like everyone was like wanting to have a good time. Like everyone was hanging out. We were laughing, like telling jokes. Like there were people hanging out that you wouldn't expect to be hanging out from my family at all. Um, And towards the end of the night, like everyone had had too much to drink, I think. But um, I mean, we had been doing tequila shots. Like it was just so much fun. We had a great time. Um, We were the only people in the bar, I think the entire time though, because it was so small and like no one else was there. It was just, everyone was at home. It's a bowling alley. No, it's a bar. Like they have their, all their class reunions there. Like it's oh, it's the bar of that town. The bowling alley is. It has the, the bowling bar. alley is just an extra. It's on the side. Oh. They don't make any money from the bowling alley. I don't think just, just from the bar. For looks. Yeah, the most expensive drink is four dollars. It's Patron. That's, there's no way. Yeah, it's great. You got a Pat- Patron shot here is like twenty bucks. I know. That's why we did so many shots because it was so cheap. I think it was the people from the bigger cities that were there that were like, we are going ham because it's so cheap. We have to. That's insane. Yeah. But end of the night, um, there was this one guy there that showed up like towards the end with like a couple friends that had like neck tattoos. And we were all like, okay, these guys are weird, but whatever. We're about to go home. It's not a big deal. Um, He made a comment to someone in my family there that was like not okay. And... Then next thing you know, like my whole family like decided that we were going to like ruin this guy's life. Like you're done. Like you insulted one of us. Like you have to hear it from all of us. Like how bad of a person you are now. Like, you know, you're just like, when you're with a friend group like that and someone upsets one of you, like everyone just goes in because you love that that friend of yours. Same thing with families that are big like that. Like one person is upset. Like everyone goes to bat for you. Like it was insane. And we were, it was like 20 on like one. I'm I'm not even kidding. It was so, the next day it was so funny to think about because we're like, what on earth just happened? Um, And this guy was like an out-of-towner too. So he's not even from that town. I love an out-of-towner. He's from like California or something. And he just like works at the glass plant in town. So, but yeah, everyone was like going up to him being like, nice neck tattoos. Like (laughs) what what inspired you to get one? Like what is it? What's what's some advice you have for someone else who wants a neck tattoo? Something I need, we need to talk about in a later episode is, like any kind of service industry appearance because some places are so crazy about it. And then some places, That's they don't crazy. give a fuck. I feel like you shouldn't care at all. Corporate places, like, I don't I don't know. There's a corporate place, I mean, like, you can't have jewelry on, you have to have, like, you can't wear nail polish or, like, nude nail polish or, like, nose rings, like, they have to be, like, clear and things like that. And then there's other places, like, we don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. You can have fucking 75 piercing on your face and and... Tattooed from your top of your skull to the bottom of your feet, and be like, "Yeah, cool, whatever." 
Yeah. It's like, I, it's just crazy how there can be that big of a discrepancy. Like, wh- wh- why yeah, are we these- can all agree. I think it's a health thing, especially with like hand stuff, like jewelry and like fingernails. But also it's like, I it's feel like, like having your nails painted gonna on gonna rub off be, on somebody. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's all an image thing. thing. It's all an image thing. But I trust a bartender that's covered in tattoos and piercings way more than I trust a bartender that looks like he walked out of a, a Ken and Barbie ad. The mixologist. That's another thing. Mixology classes. Professional bartending school. <laughs> I, <laughs> have you se- been to it? No. If, have you? No. I want to know if somebody, like, if somebody has, please... Please let me know because I'm dying to ask you questions because I want to know what the fuck they teach you. My friends that um, moved here from Greece last year, they said, and especially when I was there visiting, I met a lot of industry people in Greece that like told me a lot of stories about like working in the industry there. And if you want to work at a restaurant, especially in Mykonos, but most places in Greece, you have to go to hospitality school and have a degree in serving. How many? How long is the degree? Like I think a, it's like a six month program. That's insane. Yeah, and like no restaurant will hire you without it. Like you have to have it. It's like a call. Like you go there after. So in Greece, you go to high school, then you go to the military, and then you go to like some sort of secondary school after you're done in the military. If you're a guy, I'm pretty sure. I don't think I don't know oh. if women do the same, but yeah, yeah. So you can't just like decide you want to learn how to bartender serve. By getting a job as a host or a busser or a barback and then working your way up, you like have to go to school. It's crazy. I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah. I think it's like that in a lot of places in Europe, actually. Yeah. That's that's for another time. Service yeah. industry in America versus other countries. Because we want to interview someone from another far country. Far different. I'm working on it right now. I'm working on it. So we'll I'm get excited. there. Yeah. The next thing I want to talk about, which is something that honestly doesn't even sound real. But it is real. <laughs> um, is professional Yelpers like they're serial Yelpers? Um, it's absolutely crazy. So this is actually from the Yelp's website. It's called the Yelp's Elite Squad. No, I'm going to read this to you. I've Let's, seen those though. I've seen those reviews, and they have all those like icons and awards and badges next to their username. Yeah. Like, so the Yelp Elite Squad is our way of recognizing people who are active in the Yelp community and role models on and off Yelp site. Elite worthiness is based on a number of things, including well-written reviews, high-quality photos, a detailed personal profile, and a history of playing well with others. Members of this influential and diverse community of writers, photographers, and adventurers are bestowed with a colorful Elite badge on their Yelp profile. After being Elite for five years... Five years. Members receive a gold elite badge after 10 years. Ten, I didn't even know Yelp has been around for 10 years. They receive the coveted black elite badge. Mm. There are strict regulations for being in the elite squad, and those who run afoul of these rules or otherwise besmirch the elite squad's reputation may have their membership revoked instantly. And the thing is, is this Yelp elite squad, I've seen this, um, they will go in with like 10 or 15 of these elite professional Yelpers and go and just have a dinner. And they are, I mean, Together? from what I've, yes, from what I've seen, or some of these. There's the like most, a club? Yes, it's a club. What? It's, they're like the most critical people I've ever seen in my entire life. Well, there are some people that won't go out to eat somewhere after they look at Yelp if it has bad reviews. Like my dad's that kind of person. He like he like like Yelp is his Bible. Like he loves Yelp. When I, and I like Yelp too. I'll look, but like I'm not gonna like trust a disgruntled 
you know, opinion. I'm curious if it's like possible to hire these people. Because I, I think they make at, at some point what I you heard have was, them be like secret shoppers or something. I heard they make money off of it after at some point. Really? Yeah. Like the, I mean, like if you think about it, I mean, these people spend a lot of their time. Reviews going are important. You want to have a good places. like a good level of stars. But it's insane. But I mean, that also brings me to the next thing is like the power to remove reviews, like. There's, I mean, I've never. I think you can on Yelp. I think there's some that there's you can. There's some you can, some you can, and if you, it's like if you pay enough money or like you dis, dispute it and say this is wrong, you can dispute them. I've seen some be disputed. It's just like it's crazy the amount of the efforts people. Well, also there was Yelp one place I worked where there was a negative review written about me actually, and they basically found out that it was someone that worked there that wrote it because they were upset. Because like I didn't pay enough attention to her and her friends when they came in to eat. And that was back when we had two servers at the time. So we were all like, we had 15 tables at a time. And I'm like, I'm sorry that I'm not at your table every five minutes, but I physically cannot. Like I have a lot of other people to take care of and you are an employee. So you should understand when I'm busy. But she was so upset about it and like never came to me about it. Like went to everyone else and told everyone else and then wrote a review and then we found out it was fake. So we had like, we disputed, we asked her to take it down and then, or I didn't, but they did and disputed it. And she worked there. Yeah. <laughs> and she went to another restaurant. And, well, another thing about. Our, I was like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like our own. Yeah. I'm tired. <laughs> You're like, it was an accident. I'm just like, first of all, like I you know. work with me, like bitch. I know. I was like, and she was always so nice to me in person. I'm like, fake man, people are so fake. Yeah. Like, don't don't ever talk to me at work again. <laughs> um, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, like another thing with that. It's like, is it reasonable? I I I completely disagree that it is. I think it's not at all. But bad Yelp reviews have gotten like industry staff written up. Really? I did. I I've got, never I heard got of that. written up once. You did? What yeah. was it? What'd you do? It was just, it's bound to happen. Everybody, like, there are people that will just go out of their way to just speak negatively, trying to get something out of it. Yeah. But I see, I've never, like, gotten a bad review, like, with my name in it, except for that one they time. Didn't name, they didn't name my name, but because. They figured out it was you that be, was serving them? Because they can look up, they can look up the name, they can oh, look up the table, table number, oh, no. and they can see what section it was at the time. And. They, the people who literally just, I think over the phone, they were like, like, what, what can we do to like make this better? Blah, blah. They asked for their full, like $300 tab comped. And then they wanted $200 in gift cards. What? To other restaurants in the company. What? What did you even do? Or what did they, what did they complain about? Do you remember? I, yeah, I can. Actually, they paid their bill and, it was her, the lady's birthday back, I don't know, forever ago. And I brought out a birthday dessert. Well, one of the food runners did because I was busy at the time. And she was in the bathroom. So then they came back with it and he was like, we've already paid. Like, and it had just happened. And I had, like, I had, put, I had put spoons on the table. Like they knew something was coming. Yeah. <laughs> they you just, were sending a gift. It was free shit. What? I didn't even have to send. And they did a whole thing and ended up getting written up on it. And Well, I wonder if there's some people out there that like literally go to dinner like knowing that they're going to complain. I've uh, seen people like it that. Happened, I've, 100%. I've done, they're rude seen right away years. to you and you're like, why are you being so mean right away? I haven't Nothing's even, you perfect. don't even know who I am yet. 
Like they literally haven't done anything. Like everything, they're like fu- every drink is wrong. This tastes like ass, but then you bring up the exact <laughs> same thing again, and they're perfectly fine with it. It's like I know what you're doing, and <laughs> like it, just I, honestly, it's easier if you literally just looked at me and fake complained about it, and you're like, yeah, can I just have fifty percent off my meal so I don't have to act this way? Yeah, and I'd be like, just for you to act normal and have a dinner, I will get a fifty percent comp dinner just. Because I know this is what's going to happen, anyways. Yeah, that's like the that's the caveat of the industry too. Is like, you're those people are always going to keep coming in, and like it's so hard to distinguish between a real disgruntled guest and like the people that are just doing it for free things. Yeah, I. But I mean, it's just it's criminal. Like at some point, like it's just wrong. Like you're stealing at that point because you want something out of it. So time consuming, and it's and at the end of the day, they're still not happy about it. And who knows? They may have gotten their whole bill comped, and then they end up leaving a negative review anyways. Exactly. (laughs) They're horrible. Exactly. And like, I feel like what goes around comes around. Like karma is real, and these people like. Either it's going to happen sooner or later. Either they're going to go in to and get a $1,000 dinner when they expected it to be 300 and they won't be able to get it comped and they're going to be broke. And you know what? Sorry. And that's what's kind of, I've seen a lot more of um, since the COVID, since COVID. Um, yeah. Restaurants are like, no. Too fucking bad. <laughs> like, we're broke. Like, you're paying, either paying the bill or we're calling the cops. Like, yeah. Like, uh, I'm not listening to you anymore. Like, we have, like, you didn't know what you're doing. Like, you don't always have that guarantee in other places and like, you know, with other industries and other things that you work yeah. with. Like that for some reason you have this luxury here that you can just make somebody else's life enough, hell enough that the, you'll end up getting free yeah. jet. And, and I like, I understand. Cause like when, especially when you go to a really nice restaurant, you, you're spending a lot of money, you expect a different level of service, you know? Um, but Oh, this rosé is like making giving me like indigestion. I like keep burping a little bit. <laughs> I just wanted to announce that. You want so some gas no one thinks I'm choking. No, choking. <laughs> um, no, but I understand people expect it. I expect it if I go to a nice restaurant. But also, I like know that people are human and make human mistakes. And like, if you're out to dinner, it's also a leisurely activity as well. Like, you're not in like unless you're going to some graduation or theater show or anything like that like at a strict time you're not in a hurry like just wait they'll figure it out it's really not a big deal like enjoy yourself it ruins the whole experience when like you decide it's going to be a negative night because of it like if you're going to ruin the entire dinner because one thing goes wrong and another thing that i've always had a very very mixed emotion on is more times than not when something goes wrong and the people that are super nice and understanding are the ones that go without getting rewarded. Yeah. Like they they're like, "Oh, the table's not upset. Who cares then? Like just fucking you get, drop the whole tab, don't set them dessert or anything." But the table that bitches and moans and make a scene like a stink about it are the people that like get their whole bill comped and stuff. And I think honestly it should be the other way around. Like if, I agree. I think you should be rewarded for good behavior and not for bad behavior. It's like yeah. like with a kid, like if you reward a kid for bad behavior, they're just going to keep fucking doing it. And that's yeah. what these people end up doing versus like the people that are like good. I wonder it's if like, that'll happen one day. Worth? Like if you politely like, or if you just, if you're something goes wrong and we know it went wrong and like, you're still being like polite about it and like treating people like they're human and not like your dartboard for your insults and like that's being an I'm asshole. Saying. Yeah. I mean, I hope one day it gets to that point. I've worked at some restaurants where like, 
that's how they handle things. Like if, if they like throw a huge fit, like a tantrum, like a child, they're not getting anything like pay your bill, leave. You yeah, know? like just don't come back. Yeah, or if they're like, I don't like any of the food. It's just not my style. That's like, all right, pay your bill, leave. Goodbye. Yeah, but like, yeah, Write your Yelp review. We don't care. Yeah, I love places like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, where should we go from here? Do you want to go into our Yelp reviews? Yes, I can do the one that we talked about last week. Well, we didn't talk about it. That's why we're talking about it this week. Yeah. But I mentioned it last week twice, and then I said, cliffhanger, we'll talk about it next week. Yeah, cliffhanger, we're actually never going to talk about it. Okay. Come back, season 72. <laughs> um, all right, I'm, it's, so this Yelp review is a two-part thing. I got it from the Instagram, Mover and Shaker Co. Um, it's basically an Instagram account that I like is... The, I want to do the one star. I'm feeling kind of down today. Are you feeling kind of spicy? You want to yeah, do the one star? Okay. Cut, yeah, Ooh. no leave it in leave it in (laughs) see you next tuesday um okay yeah so it's from mover and shaker co on instagram it's uh an instagram account that basically has a bunch of really funny memes about working in a restaurant or at a bar things like that it's one of my favorites to look at um and i it's two reviews jake's gonna read the first one i'll read the second one they're from the same restaurant so hopefully we can describe it well enough so you know the punchline, but go ahead, Jake. Well, now I'm now I'm, I'm feeling insecure. Like I'm not going to hit the punchline. The punchline is going to be my part. Okay. Well, then, yeah. Remember, you. that's why I wanted to go first. <laughs> so this is the one star review. Okay. How am I going to do this? Why did you say it like? I don't that? know. I was trying to get into character. <clears throat> the bartender was so focused on what he he wanted instead of what the customer wanted. We asked him to change the song, and he absolutely refused for no reason. I don't recommend the bartender, Jethro. He's a bitch. (laughs) Damn. We asked him to play Pursuit of Happiness, and he tried to trick us by playing Careless Whisperer. SMH, shaking my head, worst bartender. (laughs) That's what they're upset about? It's Pursuit of Happiness? (laughs) Okay, this is the next review that was posted. This review is posted right after that one. It says, Oh man, where do I start? Our bartender was really focused on making us what we wanted. The atmosphere was already pure vibes, and then he played Careless Whisper by George Michael. And lo and behold, that's my favorite song. I highly recommend the bartender Jethro. He's the best. (laughs) I almost thought the song was a pursuit of happiness at first. Hmm, weird. He's the best bartender who makes the best pina colada in town. Hector! I don't know what Hector means. What she yeah, said I was kind of curious. I was like, <laughs> I thought his name was Jethro. I know. I don't know why she called Heathrow? him Hector. What is? I don't. That's an interest. I like that name. But yeah, so that kind of is just like an example of you can't please everyone, so please who you can. <laughs> that be the name of the episode. <laughs> just be. I just be pleasing as many people as possible. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, um, oh, I do need to um, say that we. Do you have a sponsor as well we do, now? We do. Um, it's a company called Exciting. Heads Up. It's actually a company I work for. Um, Surprise. And uh, so what Heads Up is, is um, basically a restaurant-based software company. Uh, and what they've managed to create um, is the knowledge of the price of every product in the market and then being able to then tell the restaurants that they work with, their clients, uh, in real time, 
how to save money um, for the products and then tell them the price that they should be paying versus the price that they're actually paying um, by only using like a minute or two of your time uh, and really being able to negotiate things with your distributors and suppliers uh, and put a lot more of that purchasing power back into the restaurant's hands. Um, But yeah, that's our little sponsor. Just wanted to give a little snippet for them. Uh, yeah, thank you, well. heads up. Cheers to heads up. They're new to the industry, so everyone be nice to them. They are. They are new to the industry. <laughs> yeah. but give it like a year or two, and they'll be out back smoking cigarettes in the alley. Heck yeah. Heck like, When I was your age. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when I first started do in they, the industry. Do they, what kind of technology do they use? Again, is it AI? Is it's AI. So it's AI based. So See, it's all the rage. Yeah, I'm telling you, AI is going to, it's revolutionizing the world. The AI just texts you when you're being overcharged for a food item. It's yeah, crazy. It I've seen the text. It doesn't, yeah. And you get I like, listen to Jake's, like he preaches it or what is it, what is it called? Pitch it to every single restaurant we go to. You're like, oh, so have you ever, like, <laughs> you know how it. much you're I paying for it. egg whites? I'm like, Jake, that again. <laughs> well, if, I'm telling you, eggs are expensive now. Eggs, oh, they are. There's an egg shortage. Eggs. No, there's an egg shortage. Like you can't even get them in the re- in the store. The chickens just stop fucking laying eggs or something. I don't. I don't know because I was in Costco a couple of weeks ago and this woman went up to the worker and she's like, "So where are the eggs?" She's like, mm, "I don't know. If we had any, they'd be in there, but there's a shortage right now. So good luck." I was like, "What happened yeah, to her?" The eggs used to be like ninety nine cents, and now they're like seven. Bucks. It's like yeah, it's expensive. I'm I like, like eggs. I'm like, I didn't like eggs that much. I just ate them because I thought they were going to make me skinny. So uh, they can go. And they don't. <laughs> they don't. It's just high cholesterol. Now I got like high blood pressure. I don't know. Does that go together? I don't know. Doctor friends help me. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's kind of, I think. I think that's all we got for today. For today. Yeah. Next week we have our first interview. So everyone we tune do. in. Episode we four our is our first, first interview. interview. Um, we're going to be interviewing... Because yeah, you guys are probably sick of just listening to us. Yeah. That's fair. Well, I could tell you who we're interviewing, but we can just wait. Make it a surprise. She loves a good cliffhanger. I love a cliffhanger. <laughs> Why did you like look at me like that? I was... Stop looking at my... <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, when you said cliffhanger, I looked at your fingernail and I thought of like a... Like, a hangnail? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, I wonder if she. I has thought any I seduced you. Little hangers. The new word is the riz, like charisma. And Somebody my coworkers me. are they, calling me the rizzler. I'm like, I am not a rizzler. I always thought I had the rizzle today. Ooh, I didn't know what that meant. I had to Carizzle. look it up. So, the charisma. So rizzle. I'm gonna tell you what this because I didn't know what it meant. So, definition of rizzle. Looking this up real quick. To relax after a heavy meal. No, that can't be right. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the right one, is it? I mean. Too warm, dry. In, no, Urban Dictionary. It's not to relax after a heavy. Because <laughs> I was I was rizzling. You are the human description of relaxing after a heavy meal. I do like, uh, yeah, I do like to rizzle. I literally walked in <laughs> to film the episode and Jake was laying on the couch in the dark. <laughs> after I, our ramen meal. I was rizzling. He was, you were rizzling. I had the rizzle. Um, so the Urban Dictionary definition of riz or rizzle is referring to somebody's ability to attract a love interest. Seduce. That's what my coworkers called me too. Are we both rizzlers? That's I new podcast Twizzler. name. <laughs> I, I like this. One's ability to seduce a potential love interest. Amazing. It's basically having game. Yeah. 
Like you're charming. Yeah, it's just char- it's it's literally it's just like short for charisma, thing. having charisma. Yeah, yeah. Well, Chariz. Oh, that's is a couple that of Rizlers. It, is that what it's short for? Yeah, Riz charisma. Riz is short for charisma. I said that already, and you ignored me. Well, it tends to happen. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> I was just focused on trying to figure out Riz. I know. Well, I gave Anyways, you the that's definition. That's off topic, but just just so in case you're if you're starting to feel mm-hmm. older like I am, and you're not up to the lingo anymore. <laughs> Everyone, use your Rizzler abilities on this fine Sunday. Use them at the bar, at the club, at the yeah, bowling get alley. Somebody to buy a drink. Yeah, if that's what happens, we'll see. Or rent, or car. Yeah. Well, or college. Jake debt. knows a lot about that. Okay, you know what? <laughs> all right. Well, thank you guys yeah. all for listening to us again. Happy. We hope you Sunday. come back. We can't wait to hear from you. Um, as we record this, we launch in a week, so we haven't even launched yet, but we're excited. I know. Watch all of you just hate listening to me. Yeah, that'd be awful. We have to rebrand completely. Just kidding. It wouldn't be me. It'd be Kennedy. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, we'll see you next Sunday and have a great rest of your night, you guys. Thank you. Bye. (laughs) Cheers.